When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like that. Hour number three on a Friday. We hope you are having a good start to your weekend. It's Chad and Zay. Hour three always starts with a beat chosen by Zay. What do we have here, Zay? This is a Nas instrumental Mm. off his new album, King Decease 3. It's called Legit. All right. Yeah. So. Like we're getting towards the, the end. Keyboard. Yeah, we're getting towards the end of the year. I'm gonna break down the best hip hop albums of 2022, and we'll slowly start to play them at the beginning of 2022. Okay, so this is new Nas. This is new Nas. Yeah. Still, oh, still man. relevant. Still, oh, still yeah. with it. Still yeah. there. Yeah, working with the best producers. I think. Good. This is all produced by Hit Boy, who might be the hottest producer right now. Yeah. Yeah. Very smart guy. Nice. It's good stuff there. All right. Great beat to start this hour. We got uh, some great news and some weird news for you Longhorn fans. Uh, you know the week started with the Chris Beard story. Trying to figure out kind of where that one's going at this point. And a great piece of news if you're a Longhorn football fan on the recruiting side. Let's get to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and talk to Jeff Ketchum of OrangeBloods.com. We'll hit those topics and maybe some others as well. Catch, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm nervous of talking about the Chris Beard thing, though, man. Like, I've done, like, three shows this week, and it feels like walking on eggshells yeah. the entire time <laughs> trying to talk about uh, a situation as complex um, as, as you know, as, yeah. <laughs> as I stumble through trying to describe what the hell it actually is. No, you're absolutely right about that. I tell you what, before we get to the eggshells, let's do the pimp walk part of it that Longhorn fans are enjoying right now. Because not only did they get the flip of Vosick from Oklahoma to Texas, now they officially get Anthony Hill flipping from A&M to Texas. Let everybody know, in your opinion, just how pissed should Aggie fans be, just how happy should Longhorn fans be. Well, if we start with how pissed A&M fans should be, I mean, look, they've recruited a bunch of great defensive talent over the course of the last few years. Uh, They could obviously use more. You can always use a five-star linebacker. Uh, I tend to feel like what's going on at Texas A&M right now is not about the talent. Look, Texas A&M on paper had one of the four most talented rosters in America this year. Uh, When I did my article on super blue-chip prospects, which would be either five stars or high four stars. It goes Alabama, Georgia, and unless I'm mistaken, Ohio State and and A&M were tied with the number of super blue chip prospects on their roster this year. So, you know, A&M's obviously you want to consistently accumulate um, elite talent. I would contend that A&M's got a lot of elite talent, I think even more than Texas at this point, and like it's about getting the most out of the players that are already on campus. It's the real problem for A&M. I think it's interesting that the 
not including Eric Fowler of Maynard, who Texas signed in 2016, the last two five stars um, beyond him would be Malik Jefferson and Anthony Hill, and both of those are players that Texas scoops up probably, you know. I mean, there are a lot of things that go into these two things, but Malik Jefferson became a longhorn because A&M lost their defensive coordinator, and then Kevin Sumlin kind of botched the recruitment from there and really um, didn't do the things that a head coach probably needs to do and and trying to lock down a five-star linebacker when he asks, what are you doing for defensive coordinator? Uh, And then you look at Anthony Hill. He chose A&M as his school in the summer, and if A&M hadn't had the season that it had and the complexities inside of why that happened, he's probably an Aggie today. So you're probably frustrated as an A&M fan because, damn it, it happened again, right? I mean, I think there are a lot of A&M fans that would say Malik Jefferson should have been an Aggie, and I think a lot of A&M fans would probably say that Anthony Hill should have been an Aggie. Um, If you're a Longhorn, hey, by any means necessary, whatever it takes, if kids that are leaning towards A&M end up coming to Texas because the coaches at those other programs fumble the ball. Hey, (laughs) I mean, who cares? Right. Right. Um, And I think that if you're a Texas fan, this is outside of Arch Manning, Anthony Hill is the most important prospect in this class. And I don't say that lightly. I mean, you're talking about, you got guys like John T. Cook and Malik Muhammad and, um, you know, you mentioned Colton Vasek. I mean, this is a class that has a lot of high-end, top-tier talent. But the biggest need in this program, I think, immediately is getting help at the linebacker position. Anthony Hill is one of the few five-star level. He's the only five-star linebacker in this class. And that's a guy that will show up in January. I think run with the first team in the spring. And there's a very good chance that he is like an opening day first-team defense kind of player uh, alongside Jalen Ford. So in terms of an immediate impact and what he brings to the table, uh, it's, it's significant. And I think if you're Texas, like why would you be excited, right? Why Some people are numb to recruiting. All they do is they get these five-star guys and they don't pan out. And there's always like – because Texas hasn't been good, like really good in so long – that you almost hate recruiting for some people. It's like, I'm tired of hearing that you're getting these big-time prospects and we never – look, here's what Texas has done with five-star linebackers this century. Derek Johnson, Sergio Kendall, Jordan Hicks, Malik Jefferson, Eric Fowler, right? So if you look at that, Eric Fowler is a huge bust. The other four guys were all all All-American. All All-Americans, all NFL players, first-round draft pick for Derek Johnson, second-round draft pick for Sergio Kendall, even though we know his career in the NFL never really took off, uh, third-round for Jordan Hicks, third-round for Malik Jefferson. You're batting 80% this century with linebackers who are ranked as five stars. 80% of them become All-Americans <laughs> and, and pro football players. So – that's good. <laughs> yeah, you take that. Yeah, yeah, you take that every day of the week, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's good. Eighty yeah. percent. Like, if we're just going off of the math for Texas, eighty percent chance based on recent history this century that he becomes an All-American. Now, twenty percent chance, I suppose, of a bust right there. And the Eric Fowler thing is obviously the most recent. He's a local guy. We all remember that. But 
boy, if you're a Texas fan out there and you don't understand why this is a big deal, I hope I outlined it in a way that now makes you understand. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely put in a good point, Jeff. And shout out to Pete Kukowski, Jeff Choate, and Steve Sarkeesian for keeping the foot on the gas, for getting Anthony Hill. Let me ask you this, Jeff. You know, when I look at Anthony Hill and see the tape, you definitely see a heart in linebacker. But what stood out for me was seeing him on the other side of the football, seeing him carry that rock, which reminds me a little bit of Micah Parsons when he played in high school, just showing his true athletic ability and true just freak talent. Who does Anthony Hill remind you of? I went back and looked at five stars and tried to figure out in the history of the five-star rankings for linebackers with rivals, who does he most resemble to me? I think he's a more athletic uh, Mante Teow. I think he's that kind of a guy. And I, and I think that that extra burst of athleticism, Teow was a guy at Notre Dame. They lined him up all over the place. He was an absolute playmaker at the collegiate level. Obviously, he hasn't been the pro that he was. I mean, he basically won every award a defensive player can win at the collegiate level. Uh, I think you're ta- maybe he's a Teal 2.0. You talked about him being a running back uh, at the high school level. I think some of his most impressive film probably is at the running back position because it gives you a better glance at the athleticism that he brings to the table. I mean, he's six foot two, two hundred and thirty ish pounds, so he's a big guy, and you can look at him and think to yourself, well, that guy should rush the passer, or that guy is a true inside linebacker hammer between the tackles, but I think he brings uh, great instincts. He's a winner who's played in a lot of big games early on in his development, and he's a high school kid, but this guy's been playing in the biggest games that high school kids can play in as since essentially his freshman, sophomore seasons. Like He's already ingrained in, into you know some of the best teams that we've seen in this decade or even this century at the high school level in the state of Texas. And I think that there's an underrated element of athleticism there that people probably don't say the first thing about uh, Anthony Hill is that he's ultra-athletic. But he reminds me, honestly, if we were just like, who was the first guy that I think of uh, when I think of Anthony Hill – it's actually T.J. Duckett, who, for the kids listening right now, they'll have no idea who that is. Mm. But once upon a time, T.J. Duckett was the number one player in America, a linebacker running back kind of one-two punch. He played running back in college at Michigan State, was an excellent player, went on to have a really good uh, NFL career, drafted as a running back. Had he played linebacker, and stayed at that position, which I think was his best position. Hard to say that about a guy that made it to the NFL at the other position. <laughs> uh, but I think TJ, I think TJ Duckett is the guy that the very first, or the last couple of years when I watch him play, that's who I see. Uh, it just means I'm really old because I remember what TJ Duckett, who everybody mostly knows as a running back, for those that even remember who he is, 
uh, I'm old enough to remember what it looked like when he played linebacker at the high school level. <laughs> uh, talking with Jeff Ketchum, orangebloods.com. All right, Jeff, that's the positive stuff for Longhorn fans. Now let's get to the weird stuff. Um, Bring on the eggshells. We are here. <laughs> let's get the eggshells on the floor here. This is not like uh, coming to America with rose petals. So um, we're here. Now we're here to Friday, and the only thing the university has said is. We're taking it seriously, suspended without pay. Rodney Terry's going to coach against Rice. That's basically all that's been said officially to this point. What do you think is next in this story? Uh, I'm assuming CDC has been going over whatever his list might be, just in case it comes to that. But where do you think this goes next? I think it's going to take a while. I mean, I, I, I was texting with the source last night, and I was like, hey, it's been a few days, it's been super quiet. You know, what's your vibe on that? And, you know, that source told me this thing could go on for months. That uh, the, the thing is, there's, there's nothing that te- this is a bad spot to be in. There's not, if Texas fires Chris Beard today, they can't really begin a coaching search for three and a half months. So your recruiting would be in the crapper. There's not a whole lot that you can really do. So it doesn't really do a whole lot for you should you do it. Consequently, you keep Chris Beard on in a suspended kind of mode. Recruiting also stays in the crapper. There's nothing that they can do. Um, so I think they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't for the moment. And in a best-case scenario, Texas would like to keep Chris Beard in a world where he didn't do any of this and that, this is all a big misunderstanding, and, and it's going to go away. Well, I, I think there's some thought that legally when this thing's all said and done, you give it enough time, the charges will be knocked down. Who knows? All of these things, the dynamics involved can change uh, in a way that maybe opens the door for him to come back. Whether or not, you know, I, I think in order for him to come back, legally what he's dealing with with the legal system like it's got it it can't be a felony maybe the charges have to be dismissed completely um you know i in a world where it gets chopped down to like a misdemeanor is there still a bit of like he's convicted of misdemeanor assault on a woman like i don't know that that's i don't know that that's gonna work for him so i think that they're waiting to see what happens it's such a bad situation that they can probably wait a little bit to see how this thing goes because nothing changes. Recruiting for the next three or four months is not going to be good. They're probably going to have players that signed last month. You know, Holland, as an example, might ask out of his, out of his, out of his signature and like, he may want to be let go. And in this day and age of college athletics, if kids ask, they typically get it. Um, this is all really complicated, and it's also not complicated. He cannot have done the things that are alleged in the police report. If if he did, and it comes out that that's that her version of the story is is as it happened, then Chris Beard's not coming back to be the head basketball coach at Texas. He cannot survive that. If there's a world where her version of the story isn't quite what happened. The legal case falls apart so that that's no longer an issue. And maybe there is a pathway 
for him to return. But I think even then there's probably going to be some steps that have to be taken. Uh, the university is taking this super seriously. And while Chris Beard is their guy and he's, he's their dream basketball coach. I mean, really like Texas basketball has waited a quarter century for this guy to show up with all due respect to Rick Barnes and Tom Penders. Like this is their dream guy. And it became a nightmare this week. And this, this off field off court stuff is really, really uh, serious. The magnitude of it is not lost on anyone inside the school. And so it's going to take some time. I think the best thing that's probably happened for Texas is that it has been quiet since roughly Monday. Nothing worse has come out. Like I, I keep wondering, God, are there going to be TMZ photos? Or is that the next thing here is that TMZ gets a hold of these things? And, um, and I haven't gotten that sense. His lawyer hasn't come out. We haven't seen the Chris Beard press conference where he defiantly says none of this stuff happens. They didn't, they didn't go the Ray Rice route where it was like, hey, we're going to have her, his, his fiance sit up on a podium with him and, 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 and say things. It's like that didn't happen, which is good, because I was a little worried. That, Are they going to do that? Like that? They can't do that in 2022. I hope they know that. Um, I don't know if anybody's out there wondering, well, there's a tape. He said there's a tape. Our sourcing has indicated that there's not. Um, at least if there is, he hasn't shown the university, uh, he hasn't provided it to law enforcement officials. There's a part of me, this is just me talking. This isn't sourcing or anything else. This may, may even be dangerous for me to say, but like, I, I, I tend to think that maybe he just said some stuff at, in the moment, uh, that may not quite exist as re, as it relates to, I have proof that none of this happened. Um, so here we are. It's Friday. There haven't been really any statements. Uh, I, I don't know that I personally expect Chris Del Conte to say anything. It wasn't his MO during the Eyes of Texas saga. I mean, he was not on the front lines, standing by his coach or issuing statements or really being seen. He's been pretty low profile and quiet since this all happened on Monday. I think that will probably continue. And to be fair, he may have lawyers. He may have, you know, Hartzell at the president level saying, don't say a thing, whatever the case may be, like Christo Conti in moments of crisis tends to, um, to not be on the front lines and being seen front and center on these things. So, you know, I don't know that by the time Texas has another game, you know, that we will have heard a lot. I, I, my expectations now is that very quietly behind the scenes for maybe quite a while, weeks, and or months, this will materialize behind the scenes. The Longhorns will wait to see what happens. But again, in order for this to end, I think with him retaining his job, a lot of things have to happen. And up till now, those things, they haven't even begun to happen. So we sit and we wait, and it's really uncomfortable, and there really aren't any answers. And yes, recruiting, this isn't good, uh, but this is kind of where they are. And like I said at the very beginning, I don't know that there's a decision that they can make that makes it any better. You fire him, you're screwed. You put him on suspension, you're screwed. So I think because they're screwed, that this allows them to just kind of take a wait-and-see approach because if it turns out that they're going to have to hire somebody in March, 
that was going to happen regardless of whether they make an announcement or not. So it's, it's not sexy in the sense that we want, always want to know as soon as possible. Tell us now. We're not going to get that. Hmm. And it could be very, I think, murky and, and, uh, and undefined for a little while. And I think that's just the way it's going to be. See, Jeff, that's why you're a pro's pro, man, because you went on them eggshells like a ballerina. I was, I was well done. We, we appreciate that. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Hey, you say that, but like in an hour, maybe one of those eggs broke and I'm in trouble for something. So uh, I take nothing, nothing for granted. Chad yeah. knows. Oh, yeah, no. Chad knows I can get into trouble whether I did anything intentional or not. Yeah, like That can happen. I, I have broken eggs on, on Chad's time before. <laughs> that definitely can happen. <laughs> let me ask you a quick last ca- uh, question before we let you go, Jeff. With Rodney Terry now getting basically a trial run and this team with the expectations that they had with Beard, do you think those expectations are out the window now with just all the distractions? Or do you think this team could still get to where they – you know where they think they should go and that's a deep run in march see you're really young but chad and i remember the michigan team that won the national championship with Ronell robinson back in the day and they had a coaching change just before the start of the ncaa tournament these things are possible i mean this is a super talented team uh they're really good they've, they've shown that this season they will be a threat in the ncaa tournament but they're not better without Chris Beard. I mean, he's, he's an elite college basketball coach. Uh, he's more elite than Rodney Terry is, with all due respect to Rodney Terry, who I have a lot of respect for. I mean, my God, he's, 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 he's been at the forefront of a lot of highs for Texas basketball, going back beyond before Chris Beard showed up. But Chris Beard is elite of the elite at his craft, and – I thought we saw that Texas missed Chris Beard on Monday. Uh, now, some of that could just be they were walking zombies through a, 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 hell, a hell of a day. I mean, they certainly wouldn't have woke up Monday morning going into the rice game thinking that they would be living through what they did. We'll see. We'll see. What does, does this basketball team get back to looking like the dominant force that it has been for most of the season? Or does, does losing Chris Beard change – the actual shape of what's possible for the season, uh, I think they've got a chance to do some damage. I don't think, know that I think of them as a Final Four team right now. I think we just got to see more of what it looks like for this basketball team to operate uh, without their elite of the elite basketball coach. But there's certainly the possibility. It's a hell of an opportunity for Rodney Terry because this is to be the best set of players he's ever worked with as a head coach. If these guys can get to a certain level. Who knows? Maybe he's the next head basketball coach if there's a change. And if nothing else, maybe this provides the platform uh, for my get him back into the game on that level. Real quick, Royal Ivy, just write that name down and remember mm. it. I have a feeling that he may be the first p- person they go to mm. in a world where uh, Chris Beard isn't retained. Um, there's been a lot of whispers that Royal, Royal Ivy was a guy they were interested in on some level before. Uh, and I think he would be a guy that if they have to push that button, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they go back to the Royal Ivy. Well, and 
personally, I would love that. I love Royal Live. Oh yeah, uh, and I think he's a hell of a basketball coach. You're getting, he's young. He's on he's on the rise. There will be a day when I think this is the type of job he would actually have. Um, I don't know if now the, the the moment is now, but I do think that if we get to March and and they cannot retain Chris Beard, I think Royal Ivy will be one of the first names they call. That is Jeff Ketchum, com at GK Catch on Twitter. If you are getting your follows together as we get a little closer to the bowl game and obviously a lot of stuff going on in the world of the Longhorns, there always is. Catch, we appreciate it. Have a great weekend, man, and uh, we will uh, we will talk to you next week. We don't have a show next Friday, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm always available. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk next week. All right. Thanks, Jeff. There you go. Jeff Ketchum, some interesting uh, thoughts there. The eggshell version and the non-eggshell version there. Because uh, sometimes with that, yeah, the Chris Beard thing is so so bizarre. Uh, but that recruiting story for Texas, very positive today on the Anthony Hill side of things. And remember, signing day comes up next week. We're less than a week away, right? Next Wednesday, 21st. That's the official National Signing Day, and the way the pattern that we've seen. Heck, I've stopped asking the insider guys, like catching others that we have on, about hey, are more guys going to sign on the December day or wait till February? Like the pattern is clear. All but like a handful will sign in December, and then it's it's the elite leftovers, those elite guys waiting until the very end, or a couple of stragglers in February, but a lot of it happens next week, so a lot going on there too. All right, up next, why today matters. If I have time, I'll tell one of my favorite stories on a birthday boy in sports this weekend. Plus, we got a little food we can talk about that fits in with Christmas time. That is coming right up. You know, we try to make you hungry if we can. We did it with Whataburger earlier in the week. We'll do it with some desserts coming up. Don't move. It's the horn. Harbaugh Horror here, and I want to talk to you about Allstat Beer. Be sure to stock up with a variety of Allstat for your football festivities. Allstat has a beer for everyone. Allstat Light, Lager, Kolsch, Amber, Heffenweizen, and then look for their fall seasonal flavor with the Oktoberfest Brew. We know how great this stuff is in Central Texas, and now it's getting noticed nationwide. Allstat Brewery is located right in the heart of the Texas Hill Country, where they're making German beer. Go to AllstatBeer.com for more details. Allstat Beer, no impurities, no regrets. Got another big weekend of sports going on. I got two events for you to head out to Twin Peaks. Now, you want to head out to Twin Peaks anyway, but specifically, if you're a Cowboys fan like me, noon on Sunday, you've got Cowboys and Jacksonville. Get out to your favorite Twin Peaks for the jersey giveaway that they've had going on throughout the season. Be sure to ask your Twin Peaks girl about that. Now, a little earlier on Sunday, you've got the World Cup Final, and they've had every World Cup match for you. So why don't you just go ahead and head on out there early, early Sunday. They'll throw the doors open for those early World Cup games. Just make sure you double-check with your favorite location there. They'll have the made-from-scratch food for you, the 29-degree draft brews. They are ready. And if you're looking for some cool stocking stuffers, how about grabbing a Twin Peaks gift card in-store through December 25th? Fourth, you'll score a bonus card for yourself that's valid in January. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. Stastny, San Marcos, and Round Rock. TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Just asked about me, so well respected. Ah, eighth grade was a good year. Uh, <laughs> going back in time, huh? A little bit. Get those memories going on on a Friday. All right, who is it? Young Jeezy. Young Jeezy. Okay. Just goes by Jeezy now, but back then he was Young Jeezy. Ain't so young no more. What part of the world? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. I would have... Uh, I should have just guessed Atlanta when I asked. This song has a a T.I. feel to it. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, that's okay. fair. Yeah. That's so fair. It had, it had that feel. That's why I asked about where it's from. So I didn't know. I don't know if, if that sound is sort of an Atlanta thing, yeah. but it does have that sort of vibe oh, yeah. to it. T.I. and Jeezy cut from the same cloth. Okay. Uh, young Jeezy, Melissa Manchester, Saxon, James Brown, and Georgia Satellites. Now that's a combo. Plus a nice Nas beat to get us started this hour. We appreciate you for jumping in. The scores of the day real quick. Carthage whips Wimberley 42 to nothing. Great season for the Wimberley Texans. They were just not going to be able to compete with Carthage today. 42 to nothing was the final. So we're getting ready for that next game with China Spring and Bernie. That starts at 3. South Oak Cliff and PNG go tonight. Last uh, Yesterday it was Gunter and Franklin getting state titles. And, of course, Vandegrift, the last area team for us uh, that we'll be dealing with, comes up tomorrow at 3. And uh, we got that game for you right here on the horn. 2.30 pregame and a 3 o'clock kick. Bowl games. UAB wins the first one, 24-20. to It was a back-and-forth affair. They had an early lead. Miami of Ohio came back and took that lead from them. And then the uh, UAB Blazers took it back and won the game. Uh, In the UTSA Bowl game, they've had a weird start. A safety, and I'll admit I didn't even see the play, but 2-0 UTSA with the lead. They are late in the first quarter of that one. All right, uh, let's get you a little bit of why today matters. It is December 16th. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Got a couple birthdays we can mention, but before that, Zay, it is National Chocolate Covered Anything Ooh. Day. Do you have a favorite chocolate covered something? Yeah, I'm good with chocolate covered strawberries. I like chocolate covered pecans uh-huh. or any type of chocolate covered nuts. It's weird because I hate nuts, but if they're covered in chocolate, oh yeah, like yeah. when I go to Bucky's, that's one of my go tos. Definitely give me some chocolate covered pecans, and I'm set. But Valentine's Day, you know, yeah, yeah I mean, get a little sexy with a chocolate covered strawberry. There you go. I'm not opposed to that. There you go. The chocolate covered macadamia nut is solid. Oh wow, that's a, little uh, that's pinky, a good item. That's a little pinky up right there. You ever oh. had uh, chocolate covered grapes? Those are good. I have. Yeah, that's good. Chocolate covered fruit is good. And then if you chocolate cover something that's already got chocolate, it gets even better. Chocolate covered Oreos. I've had one of those. Just gets better. Huh? Chocolate covered bacon. That's tasty. That sounds like. Uh... Dallas State Fair type thing. It is. It does have that vibe. Now, yeah. when I had chocolate covered bacon in Fredericksburg at one of their little, you know, like a candy shop kind of thing, like a bakery type uh-huh. of, of vibe. 
Uh, they'll do that. I've had the chocolate-covered Oreos. What about, like, little, a little bit more uh, extravagant and weird? What about, like, a chocolate-covered bug? You ever had one of those? Oh, hell no. Crickets or anything? Mm-mm. No? I know you country, so that's uh, a little country. That's like an appetizer for y'all. I've, I've had barbecued crickets. Those are good. <laughs> <laughs> those are pretty tasty. Cook them oh. up right. Hey, I'm, no problem. I'm not opposed to trying it once, you know, trying some type of food on once, but I've never had that now. Mother Nature's protein, that's all it is. Chocolate-covered anything day. Get yourself some chocolate-covered stuff. It is that time of year uh, where uh, people may be doing that. On the birthday front, uh, I'll just send good thoughts out to the fridge. It's William Refrigerator Perry's birthday. He's been going through some stuff these last few years. You got the old school on Refrigerator Perry. This is a tough one because it's way back there. Oh, I always forget this one because I never saw him play here. I didn't see Fridge until he was already in the pros. So I don't remember him in college. He called up. No, that's that's Singletary. I was about to say Baylor, but that's Mike Singletary. He went to Clemson. Huh. Yeah, one of those I never, I don't remember them there. Apparently he was a badass there. 60 years old for the fridge today. He had some, uh, some health issues over the last few years. I think he's doing better. I certainly hope he's doing better at age 60. Uh, also on the fighting side of things, tomorrow is Chuck Liddell's 53rd birthday. We'll get you the Chuck Liddell story another time. Uh, it's, it's basically a Chuck Liddell's a badass story, but you don't need to hear one of those to know he's a badass. Happy birthday to Chuck tomorrow. Uh, Brad Davis, Maverick. Legend will be 67 tomorrow. He's probably my second favorite Maverick of all time after Mark Aguirre. It was the grief. It was those two dudes. You had some Derek Harper. You had some Roe Blackman. I love those guys. Wow. I don't know if that's a good thing, but yeah, cool. I, I mean, mean I, there's a lot of Mavs, but sure. I mean, you just get lost in the Steve Nash, Mike Finley, Dirk run. <laughs> like, I mean, those guys, you know, they won a little bit. Dirk won. A I don't bit. know. I knew- Jason Kidd, kind of. I don't know what it was. It was just probably, you know, they're all, those it are all the time. And you were younger. You grew up yeah, watching it. I was There's little, a nostalgia that comes with it. I was a little kid, man. I was a little kid. That's when I fell in love with the Mavericks. So they're going to be my favorite Mavericks. Okay. It's just going to happen. That group, Aguirre, Davis, Harper, and Roe Blackman, they're going to be my favorites, even though Dirk and that crew are the ones that won them a title. Right. And I'll never forget that part. And the one Maverick jersey I have in my house is Dirk's. Okay. Because they won the title. All right, that, I respect that. And, and I have championship stuff in the house because it's from 2011. But in terms of where my heart started, yeah, it starts with those guys. The West back in the 80s, it was weak. I mean, other than the Showtime Lakers, the Rockets had their run back in 86 and lost to the Celtics. But other than those Mavs teams and the Rockets, the Lakers ran the West. Clyde was kind of in there a little bit, but mm-hmm. not enough to really scare anybody. They were just waiting for whoever they were going to face in the finals. Uh, also today, a couple of quick birthdays. Happy birthday to Billy Gibbons of ZZ Top, 73 today. Uh, also, a great Texan, unfortunately not with us anymore. If you love your comedy, Bill Hicks would have been 61 years old today. If you've not seen Bill Hicks stand up, go check it out. Go check it out. One of the greatest I-do-not-care-what-you-think comics of all time would have been 61 today. Uh, Also, tomorrow, quick shout-out to Giovanni Ribisi, one of my favorite actors. He'll be 48, and a weird fact, he is a twin. If you know the movie Dazed and Confused, remember when Matthew McConaughey is inviting the girl out to the moon tower when he's sitting at Top Notch? Redhead girl. The redhead? yeah. That's Giovanni Ribisi's twin sister. Oh, wow. Her name is Marissa Ribisi. 
I learned that one a few years ago, and I always pass it on on their birthday. 48 years old, the twin Rabizis are. I uh, love Giovanni, man. Everything he's ever been in, uh, I love it. All right, uh, there is Why Today Matters on the 16th. Throw in a little bit of the 17th for tomorrow. Coming up, Stems and Seeds. Get you a little more NFL before a big weekend, and we'll reset you for Vandegrift and DeSoto. You're going to hear that state championship game tomorrow right here on the Horn. If you weren't listening to that in headphones, go back and listen with headphones because the sound dances across your brain. Were you, do you have your headphones on for that, Zay? Yeah. That was awesome. It goes from the right side to the left, and that's very cool. All right, just about done on a Friday. Should I know this? Uh, nah. Okay. Kind of a one-hit wonder, but... All right, who is it? Baby Bash. Baby Bash? Yeah. Okay. Sugar Sugar. Featuring Frankie J. This is a classic song. Great beat. Oh, that's great. That was a great start. Uh, Baby Bash, Young Jeezy, Melissa Manchester, Saxon. I actually guessed it right this time. James Brown and Georgia Satellites. We had a Nas beat to start the third hour, and we hope you are doing well on this Friday. If you love music like Zay and I do, hopefully there's some maybe good music dropping today on a Friday. My daughter finally convinced me to watch the... Taylor Swift Reputation movie on Netflix. The Reputation World Tour from 2018. She's obsessed with it. So I sat down and watched it. Got to study up a little bit because we're going to the concert next year. So it was a good show. All right. Yeah. I, I, I dig a good concert movie. So here at Jerry World back, okay. in, back in 2018. Bunch of crazy dancers on stage and yeah. all that. Yep. Taylor can't dance, though. Taylor is not the best dancer on earth. She's not the earth. best dancer. I am really glad my daughter didn't ask, hey, what do you think of her dancing? <laughs> I'm really glad that that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I think she embraces herself not being a good dancer not having any rhythm because she tries. Oh, yeah. And she has to know she's not a good dancer. Yeah, there was a little joke they made in the credits where she said there's a certain move she does when she forgets the choreography. Like, there's a certain thing she does with the microphone and her eyes and the rest of the dancers know it means, oh, Taylor forgot the choreography. Oh, she's such a bad dancer. I'm always like, what choreography? Is she not free- probably, yeah. Is this not a freestyle? It looks like she freestyles everything. That's probably fair as well. That's fair as well. All right, so uh, before we get out of here, we will get you stems and seeds. It'll include some scores and some updates on games coming up. we got another big weekend. Here we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Know a lot of folks in the region are following those roadrunners. UTSA adds a touchdown to an early safety, so it's 9 to nothing. They are early second quarter there in the Cure Bowl as they are taking on Troy. 9 nothing UTSA. If you just tuned in, the Wimberley Texans had a rough day in the championship game. Carthage beat them 42 to nothing. Certainly wish safe travels to all the Wimberley folks getting back home. They have a lot to celebrate, Zay. State finalists are good. It's going to matter, but it is going to hurt today. That's tough. Yeah, it's definitely going to hurt. I mean, that Carthage team, their absolute juggernaut. QB1 was in in the fourth quarter lay. Like, they 
they really showcase that they're the best 4A team in all of Texas. It's not even close. Yeah, no doubt. 4A D1 is coming up with China Spring and Bernie. Then you've got South Oak Cliff. What a game that's going to be tonight, man. South Oak Cliff and PNG, two fan bases that are known for traveling well. And we know after last year, that South Oak Cliff crew, they don't have that far to go. They're going to go over to Jerry World. PNG would go to the moon if their team was playing there. That's going to be a great environment. Yeah, look at all of South Dallas just to buy tickets for the whole weekend. I mentioned it earlier uh-huh. with South Oak Cliff playing, Duncanville playing tonight, DeSoto playing. You know, South Dallas has a lot to be proud of. And, yeah, they do travel well. It don't matter where it is. They're going to be in there deep. It's going to be fun. Going to be fun. All right, Zay, let's get official. Let's get on the board. Are you going to pick Vandergriff to win the game, or are you going to take DeSoto? What do you think? Oh, I like how the music stopped there for effect. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, man, the homer in me is saying to pick Vandergriff. Yes. That talent on the other side to Texas commits. I'm going to go with your logic. I'm going to pick DeSoto, yeah? but hopefully Vandergriff wins and my powers from picking DeSoto gives the Vipers the, a little bit more of an edge. I think that is the way to go. If those Vandergriff folks are listening to us as they are driving up, you know we love you, but we cannot go against the mojo, and we certainly aren't going to give Coach Sanders a reason to think that somebody is actually giving the Vipers a shot. No, no, we need to keep that edge on this football team. We need Wimberly and Yendo and Buchanan and all of them to believe that everybody's saying they don't have a shot. So, gentlemen, you know we're rooting for you, but we're both picking DeSoto to win. How about that? Yeah, and seeing Brandon Buchanan on Wednesday at Pluckers for him to get his well-deserved award, talk about a confident guy, talking about a loose guy. He was chiming up with Zach Lucero. You would think Zach Lucero is Eddie Murphy the way he was making Brandon Buchanan laugh over there. I'm like, hey, talk about a loose guy that's not worried about any type of pressure in his first state championship game for not only him but for his high school yeah you gotta love when your quarterback is feeling that confident here's what we'll do vipers if you win that state title we will have the we were wrong y'all get to clown on us tour yeah on this show as many of the vipers that want to come on here we'll let parents come on mr miss coleman you want to come on tell us how wrong we were we'll let you do it coach sanders and all of you man i hope you get it done it is going to be so cool if Vandergriff can pull this off uh, at his 3 o'clock tomorrow, 2.30, the Flex pregame with Zach Lucero and Snoop Daniel live from AT&T. Yeah. Can't wait. Shout out to Vandergriff. Good luck to y'all. Wimberly, keep your head up. Great season. Absolutely. All right, there's your Friday show. It is Ball Don't Lie coming right up with Rod and Harge. You got the bowl games cranking up. You got all that NFL action. Remember, Cowboys in Jacksonville on Sunday on 101.9 and 12.60. Men's basketball will be on 104.9 and on Coke FM. Everybody have a great weekend. Stay safe. We'll be back on Monday. See